The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Are you ready? You think you could tell us what to do? You think you could tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! DJ Nation, what is up? What is happening? A little late, more than a day late, uh, because you know, for the you know, we had to watch the uh, Cowboys game, Seahawks, for Maddie, the Cowboys fan here. But yeah. so it was worth it because that was one of the best games on of the, the year. year. Just absolutely ridiculous. But uh, here we are, where we are, and we were supposed to be live tonight, way way sooner than this. <laughs> But uh, somebody Shit happens. lost track of time. So, <laughs> yeah. So I've been sitting here waiting on Maddie forever. But we are here and we're here. We are going to go through this slate. Um, looks good. And uh, I, this slate's interesting um, because so we actually have some good totals this weekend. We have a 49.5 point total for the Commanders and Dolphins game. We have a 48 point total from the 49ers and Eagles. Even the, I mean, the, the, Texans and, and the Broncos has a 47.5 point total. And the Saints and Lions have a 47 point total. I can't remember the last time we had this many games above 45 on a slate this year. Yeah, it's, I mean, like we've talked about, you know, over the last couple of weeks, it's just been a lower scoring state of the NFL, you know, across the board. So um, it's nice to have a couple bigger total games uh, this week. But the weird part about this slate, though, is that there's really not a lot of like exciting places to go. Like yeah. you see all these totals, and it's like, oh, this looks amazing. But then you look at the slate, and you're like, Zach Moss. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you, you have you have the free square and Zach Moss, and then you know, and Joe past- Flacco, free square and Joe Flacco, right? Yeah, yeah. D bro, I don't know if he's in here or not, but uh, <laughs> I will not be playing Joe Flacco for the record. I will not either. I will have zero. Um, so without further ado, I guess let's get into it and talk about the quarterbacks because that's kind of the inflection point. I feel like on the slate where you have, are you paying up for quarterback or are you paying down? Because you look at, you have Jalen Hurts at 8,200 and CJ Stroud at 8,100 and Justin Herbert at 8K. And then you have Tua at 79, Kyler Murray at 7K. And then the 6K quarterbacks are Goff, Howell, and Purdy. And then like, there's not really like great pay down options. Like I think the lowest you would probably go would be like maybe Russell Wilson. I would say Derek Carr if Chris Olave were to play, but without him, like I don't know how great you feel about that. 
you know, like like paying for Derek Carr without Chris Olave, you know, no Michael Thomas. You're talking about if he doesn't play, like Keith Kirkwood and A.T. Perry and guys like that, because Rashid Shahid also isn't going to play. So, like, I don't think he's in play. And then the other guys from there, I mean, I mean Gardner Minshew, I guess you could tell yourself a story. You know, Kenny Pickett actually looked decent last week. Once Matt Cannon was fired, he almost got to 300 yards, but no touchdowns. But that was kind of a gross game against the Bengals. But, you know, they get a matchup against the Cardinals, but it's kind of it. And so, like, if you're paying up a quarterback, which, you know, is a possibility that you look at, and then, okay, well, then where are you going to put? You're going to, you want to play Tyreek because there's no better matchup on the slate for any player, really, other than for Tyreek here against the Commanders, but he's $9,600. So, your teams get really gross really fast, I guess is what I'm saying. And you're looking at like a stars and scrubs type of approach. But, Maddie, what are you looking at here this week? What are you looking to do? Yeah, so, I mean, you mentioned the totals, right? And and one of the higher total games of the week is that Saints-Lions game. And, you know, you just brought up Derek Carr. And I, I'm on the same board as same boat as you, right? Like, I don't want to play Carr if he's missing all these guys. And it, you go and look at all, all his game logs for the year with the Saints and he hasn't even exceeded 22 DK points with those guys healthy. So, you know, why why do we think he's going to all of a sudden smash with with lesser talent around him? So, yeah, I'm just kind of out on that game, even though it is one of the higher total games of the week. Um, because we know the Lions can do, you know, they'll turn around and hand the ball off and, and you know, Montgomery can score two touchdowns and Gibbs can score two touchdowns on the ground. So it's, you know, it is a weird slate in that, you know, some of these higher total games can get kind of funky. Um, but I think for me, it's, it comes down to Sam Howell versus Brock Purdy at the, at the quarterback position. Um, and, and they're both, both priced pretty much the same. Um, but they're, they're both in really good spots. Uh, Sam Howell leads, you know, leads the NFL in pass attempts and, um, has actually played pretty well. Uh, and, and, you know, has been playing from behind most of the season and should have that same game script here against the Dolphins. Um, so I, I like Sam Howell a lot. And it's a pretty condensed offense for for Washington, so we can stack them up pretty easily, uh, and it's pretty cheap as well. Like Terry McLaurin is the most expensive piece at like fifty five hundred, so uh, it's it's really not hard to to stack up Sam Howell either. Um, and then on the flip side of that, uh, Brock Purdy at at, at sixty two hundred, um, you know, he's kind of a guy I like to actually play without anybody attached to him, so playing him naked. Uh, and that's because his guys are priced up so high. And I guess you could call CMC a stack pairing with him, but I, I like CMC this week, whether you play Purdy or not. So that's not necessarily, um, you know, I don't know that I consider that stacking Purdy with CMC. Um, but I like, you know, the idea of playing Purdy without any pass catchers, like, like Iuke or Debo or Kittle, because these guys are so priced up that, you know, when they score 18 to 20 points across the board, with their prices, you don't necessarily have to have them, um, but that all those guys spreading out production leads to pretty pretty smashing week over week. So we continually see you know pretty naked being being optimal when San Francisco does do well, uh, unless you get you know a spike week out of like Kittle where he he scores twenty eight or um, you know we've seen Ayuk go for over thirty a couple times, which I do I do think Ayuk is interesting if I was going to play one of the three. Um, I, I do like Ayuk this week. Um, but I think I'm just probably going to play Purdy with CMC um, and just move on from from that game. So, um, yeah, QB is interesting because I, I really don't want to pay up. And I know I know you'll probably talk about Jalen Hurts and he would definitely be my pay up option if I was paying up. But it's like 
I don't know. I, I really, really want either. I'm going to have one of CMC or Tyreek. And then a part of me wants to build with both of them. So I'm not sure I can get to, to Hertz if I do that, but I, I do like the path that, that Hertz can take you on. Because like you mentioned, there's there's not a ton to like here. So paying up, uh, especially at the wide receiver position, makes a ton of sense this week. And if you're playing Hertz, you know, a guy like AJ Brown pairing pairing him with Hertz uh makes a ton of sense. So I like that path that that takes you on. I'm just not sure that I'll get there. So I, I when I when I when you look at Jalen Hurts, I think you look at him a lot like Josh Allen was last week, right? And Josh Allen wasn't like chalky last week in this game they no. played against the Eagles, right? That game was nuclear. You had to have that game. If you didn't play it, you probably didn't win any money. And Jalen Hurts has been absolutely incredible this year. Like his ceiling is as high as you know. At you know, he can easily get 30, 40 uh, DK points. But his floor is also incredible. Like you don't have to worry about getting got with him. There's only been one game all year where he has scored under, or excuse me, two games all year where he scored under 20 DK points, and one of those was a 19.9, just barely missed it. And so he he's so safe because, one, that rushing upside. As soon as he gets the ball, and they get the ball at the one-yard line, you know it's coming. The, the old tush-push is coming, and Jalen Hurts is scoring touchdowns. And obviously rushing touchdowns are so much more valuable on DK because you, know, you only get four-point uh, for passing touchdown, that six point, you know, for that rushing touchdown is huge. And so knowing that he has that sort of in his bag, and this is a, a an offense, obviously they're they're going up against in San Francisco. Uh, there's this game feels like it's going to get pushed. I mean, would it surprise me at all if this game ended up being, you know, just smashes? No, it wouldn't at all. And like, if you look at this, uh, you know, Philadelphia games, all their home games this year, I think I saw the, the, uh, their average point scored is 56 and a half uh, points scored at home, uh, you know, in, in Eagles games this year. And so it has all of the makings. Now, the tough part is that everybody's so expensive because A.J. Brown is 8,800. You have Devonta Smith, who's 7,300, and the likelihood of Dallas Goddard being back, you know, he's 4,700. That kind of changes the, how you look at him. On the other side of that game, you know, George Kittle is super expensive at 6,200, the highest payout. Price tied in on the slate, and then you have Ayuk and Debo. So, like, there's no like pay down option because none of the secondary pieces from either one of those teams are worth anything. You know, you're not playing, you know, Lamade Zacchaeus or anything like that. You're not playing, you know, probably Juwan Jennings or anything like that. So, there's no, there's no, um, there's no leverage point there to to be able to make that stack. So, it's really tough to get to because if you're going to play that game, you're just going to punt Tyree Kill. Right, like you're not playing him because there's no way you're going to be able to play him and get Tyree Kill in the end of that game. Right, um, and you're not playing that game without CMC either. I don't. I at least I wouldn't. I mean, probably not. But the only thing with CMC is he, because of how expensive he is. Like the score he needs to score to get there is like he has to go absolutely nuclear. And for him to go nuclear, that means you just wouldn't play. In my mind, you wouldn't probably play Ty or you wouldn't play Ayuk. You probably wouldn't play. Uh, you know, any of those other guys, because for him to absolutely crush and kill you, he has to just score one of those 40 point performances on this slate. I, I think he can score a little bit less than he typically would need to just because when you, you know, when you look across the board, there's just a lack of what I project to be ceilings. So when, when we have that case, you know, raw points do kind of factor in. So like his 26 to 28 points, you know, might end up being the highest scorer on the slate outside of Tyreek. 
um, if Tyreek uh, gets there. So I think I think paying up, you know, for the locked in points makes a ton of sense this week. Just because when you scroll through the, I mean, yeah, like IU can get there. You know, AJ Brown can obviously get there, but outside of that, you know, like guys like Tank Dell, they can, but they're not in you know the best spots and. I don't know. It just feels like a slate where there's not a lot of ceiling across the board. So the the guys that, you know, are, are essentially locked in for, for 25 plus, you know, they just feel so valuable on a slate like this. Yeah. So, I mean, because I, the way that I perceive the way this is going to go uh, for the most part is it's going to be a lot of stars and scrubs. You're paying up and then you're just going to pay down as far as you can at the other positions. It's kind of um, punting the other spots. Where this like the middle fields for especially wide receiver is going to completely pass over, and people aren't going to want to play that. the 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 one question I would have to Tyreek, obviously it's Tyreek Hill. You know he can go nuclear anytime he, anytime he plays. Like he has one of the rare guys that I mean he has forty fifty point point upside easily. And I mean the season he's having is incredible. Um, but the Commanders are a little bit different of a team because do you think anything changes with them letting go of their defensive coordinator? I just don't think matchup matters for Tyreek, regardless of who they play or, and what the scheme is like, we just see him do it every week. Um, and like every time you watch him, you know, even, even last week, you know, against the, against the jets, right. It's like, Oh, finally, you know, he's, he's in a tougher matchup and he still goes out and goes for a hundred yards and a touchdown. Like, He's just he just does it week in and week out, and he's just right. essentially unguardable. So, but you know, at ninety six hundred, I mean, he has yeah. again. He has to have a, a, yeah. a ceiling game because he goes out and has six for one ten and a score. That's not enough, right? Yeah, but I mean, that's that's I would say that's what that's the bare minimum you can have out of him would be like six for one ten and a score because that puts you at what twenty six. So yeah. I would say that is the bare minimum you can you can anything less than that from him and and you sh- you're better off paying paying el- elsewhere. But um, I mean, if you get that twenty six to thirty point game, I think it's fine. Like I think it's not going to kill you. But um, is it is it going to be enough to have be in the optimal lineup? I think no. So I mean, it comes down to you know are are there are there enough guys that we project for you know twenty five points? Like are are there Michael Pittman's this week? from last week are there mike evans from last week well i think the, there's michael pittman and, and it is michael pittman it is I michael think. pittman <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, fair. Like, for sure That's fair. um I, I so you look at it i mean i think aj brown obviously can right i mean I, he can uh and he's a little bit cheaper he's 8800 compared to 9600 for tyreek aj brown has monster games in you know in his bag this year where he scored 41 32 36 like those are well within the range of his uh his outcomes being able to pull off for sure i'm not worried about any of the san francisco secondary being able to stop aj brown um i, I think aj brown is, or, uh, is a very good you know kind of leverage point off tyreek save a little bit it's not a ton 800 bucks but you know the other options you know even in that same game maybe it's jalen waddle that, that goes off and tyreek doesn't have as big of a game uh, uh, certainly get there with a much uh, cheaper option there. But anyways, I guess that what I was getting at with, you know, we're talking about all these wide receivers, but we'll get to that. But that, that's just the way I look at Jalen Hurts, though. Like, I feel like his ceiling is so incredible. But he has a very safe floor. But if you're going to pay down a quarterback, to me, it's Russell Wilson. Like, that, that's, the, that's the play. You play Russell Wilson. I know he yeah. doesn't, uh, especially recently, hasn't really had much of a ceiling game. 
but a lot of these games have been kind of weird um, and they for them. And so they necessarily hasn't really had to open up as much. But I feel like in this game against the Texans, where the Texas defense is beatable, you know, he does have a couple 300-yard uh, passing games here. And then one thing we're not worried about that I'm not really worried about with CJ is CJ Stroud being able to get there. I mean, CJ Stroud has carved up almost every defense he's played this year. And so I, I do think if you're wanting a cheaper pay-down option to be able to get some of these other guys in, you could look at uh, you really could look at Russ. You could pair him with a really cheap Cortland Sutton, who's only forty-four or fifty-four hundred dollars. Uh, you know, you you know where the targets are going to go there within that offense, and then you could run it back with a Tank Dell. Um, I don't know about Nico Collins. He worries me a little bit with uh, Patrick Sertan out there, but Tank Dell, you know, might be a, a little bit better of an option. Uh, they're not going to have uh, Dalton Schultz is not going to be playing in that game. But because that game, I think, has some really sneaky shootout potential, sneaky shootout upside with it. With, with it. And so and with, with, it already has a 47-point total. So yeah. I look at Russell Wilson, and I think he could be the pay down option. I don't know if I go any lower than that, though. Yeah, I wouldn't go any lower than Russ. I think it, I think it's Russ, Purdy, or Hal um, for the cheap guys. And, and totally agree on the sentiment on, on Hurts. Um, that nobody has a ceiling that Hurts does. So, you know, if you get a 35 to 40 point game, I guess, so we were, we jumped to wide receivers to, to kind of talk about how there's not really a ton of good spots across the board for passing attacks. And so it's like, you know, if, I guess that they kind of boost your argument, right? On Hurts, like if Hurts goes for 35 to 40, there's not really anybody else that can match him um, in, in that regard. So it, it makes sense if, if you think he can, if you think the San Francisco game goes nuclear and you're not playing Purdy, I think you have to play CMC with Hertz. But um, that's, I mean, that, I think that's a, sh- a sharp way to play it though. Yeah. I mean, and Hertz is one of the quarterbacks who you can play naked if you want. Like if you don't, like, yeah. I mean, he can get there without, yeah. you know, his, his wide receivers going nuclear. Either. Right. He doesn't need that. I mean, he did and it really, last week. Yeah. So I was about to say, I mean, actually last week was one of those games. So, the rushing upside that he possesses and everything else. That's where his ceiling comes from, right? Is his rushing ability. Yes. Yeah. So no, I, I agree. Yeah. And then if you do play him naked, then it allows you probably to get a little bit uh, different and guys, you're going to be able to get a little bit more in there. You know, if you, if you're not pairing him with anybody, but like I said, other than that, there's really no other quarterbacks that really stand out to me. Like I, yeah. I don't mind Sam Howell. I definitely think Brock Purdy's in play at, at, at his price tag. I mean, CJ shroud like is tough at $8,100. Like we've been playing him all year at much lower uh, yeah. cost. Like now you're really, you're really paid for him. I think if, I think if you really like Stroud, you just play Russ and then play tank on the other side or, or run Russ with like tank and, you know, maybe Singletary, but man, with Pierce back that it's such a, it muddies the waters. And I, I do like that game A game. Just game. Just, it feels so unpredictable. Like Russ has done well. And even when Russ does well, I mean, it's, it's, it's either, Sutton goes with him where it's like a, it's like a various guys that hit it's never Judy and Judy's 4,800, like below 5k. And, you know, Mims has had, you know, a couple weeks where he spiked, but we haven't seen anything since. And so I don't know. I just feel like you play Russ naked or Russ with Sutton. And then you run it back on the other side with tank. If, if you like that game, that game just feels weird, but it also feels like one of the games that, that could be, you know, one of the highest scoring games of the week. So yeah, I'm probably going to end up on, on, on party myself just because Philly's the Philly pass defense has been abysmal. Like they, they, you know, we saw it last week with Josh Allen, you know, we saw it a couple weeks ago with Dak. We've seen it, you know, Kirk cousins on prime time. All these guys have just smashed them the entire year. And so 
it's a it's also a repeat of the uh nfc championship where purdy got hurt and i think there's a lot of you know bad blood between san francisco and philly you know a lot of trash talk like oh hey our quarterback got hurt and you guys only beat us because we didn't have our quarterback so uh i i think purdy's gonna come out slinging personally so i i probably gonna i'm gonna end up playing purdy myself but you know i don't I don't hate the idea of going lower to Russ or, or up to Hertz either. Uh, you have any interest in going down to Joe Flacco? Uh, absolutely not. That will there not you go. Me. Suck it, D-Bro. <laughs> <laughs> there is no way I'm going to put any of my hard-earned money on Joe Flacco. Okay? And, and Flacco actually, I mean, he actually did throw for a bunch of yards last year for, with the Jets in the three, three or four games that he started. Like, he regularly was churning out like 280, 300-yard games. He never threw any touchdowns. So it's like, I just don't want to play a guy that's not that I'm praying to God that he throws two touchdowns, you know, it's like, there's no ceiling in that. So yeah, I, I think that, you know, there's, you only need 1500 more to get to these Purdy, like Purdy and Hal, and you only need one K more to get to Russ. I'd rather just, just play that. If I was going to pay at legitimately pay down for a quarterback, but like that down in that range, I'm just, I would just play. Kenny Pickett, like, and I hate that. I that feels gross to me. Like, I don't, I wouldn't do it. But like, like he's he's got a good matchup against the Cardinals. Like, his the offense looks much better. The, I think you know the the weapons are arguably maybe a little bit better. You know, with Patty Fry and, and George Pickens and Deontay Johnson. Like, if you really wanted to punt, like that would probably be the spot that you could look at. I mean, we just saw the Rams just torch uh, th- this Cardinals team, and you could easily beat that team. But I'm not saying that's what I would want to do, but like, there's no way I'm going to play Joe Flacco. But people are going to play him this week, guarantee it. People are going to put their money on Joe Flacco this week because he's $4,600 and he's starting quarterback. No thanks. Yeah, no, I, I'm good on that personally. Uh, definitely thanks. Uh, Tamil blanket, Nico Collins, P. Uh, Ryan could be sneaky good as cheap price in this game as well. Yeah, I mean, I I, I was kind of thinking about that when I was looking at uh, you know, like if I if you're going to stack Russ, like how would you like how like What's the story you're going to tell for him to get there? And, you know, especially if they were to trail, because that's what's going to force them to really open up the offense and throw the ball a lot as, as the Texans, especially getting up on them quickly. And if that happens, then yes, I, that's what I think P Ryan uh, could easily get there because he's, he's been more of the passing game back there. And so like uh, he, he you, yeah. I, I definitely think that is a, uh, a way you could go to get a little bit different, a part of your stack. We've seen a lot this year, especially with games that go nuclear where, uh, you know the quarterback brings along the running back with them, and so like it, it's been it's been an an optimal strategy for a few times this year. Yeah, no, I agree. And my best ball bags that uh, that do have my teams that have P run on them would would appreciate that as well. But um, no, yeah, I agree. He's he's definitely the pass game back. Um, and I guess this is kind of a good segue into running back as well because I don't have any other quarterbacks to talk about. But I I don't know. I just feel like there's there's a handful of running backs that I want to play. I just don't know that it makes sense to to use a slot on P Ryan when there's other guys that, you know, are only cost a little bit more. And I would only, I, only way I would play him would, would be a part of a, uh, just a, you a, would, a, you would have to full, I think you would have to full game stack that game. Cause you'd be hoping for a explosive plays on both sides of the ball and, and be the Broncos trailing. All right. Let's move over to running back. Spend enough time on quarterback. Just, uh, I think it's it's pretty obvious, you know, the players we're looking to play there. So uh, running back, you have Christian McCaffrey, who is 9K, then Eckler, who's 8,300, Alvin Kamara is 82. And then uh, from there, you have the 7K range of Mostert, Williams, uh, Kyron Williams, 
And then uh, 6K range is Devon A. Chain, Derrick Henry, Jameer Gibbs, Brian Robinson, or excuse me, B. John Robinson, DeAndre Swift, David Montgomery, Brees Hall, Rashad White, Brian Robinson, and uh, Ramondre Stevenson. And then you have the 5K range with some running backs in here. Obviously, everybody's playing Zach Moss, right? Just, I mean, you lock him in. I yeah. want to ask this, though. Is there any case to be made to fade Zach Moss? Uh, I wouldn't, no. I think when I look at it, I feel like in large field stuff, like if you're playing in a really large field tournament, fading Zach Moss isn't a terrible idea. Um, and in small field, I don't know if I like it as much. But in a, in a large field where you want to get a little bit different, because he's tough, right? Because like I was thinking about this today, and I was like, I was like, okay, because like typical, like the inside of me screams like I don't want to play this guy because he's going to be 70 percent owned, right? Right. But at the same time, the the argument for him is is quite easy. One, yep. we've already seen him smash multiple times this year, including this matchup. Price at forty six hundred dollars. It's just. But the the real argument isn't even what he could do; it's what he opens up for the rest of your the rest of your team, right? For, for for what you can fit in by by playing him at that spot. Because yes, not playing him is definitely going to be contrarian. But what we've just talked about, like stars and scrubs, wanting and get that way and play there, it's you really can't without playing him, right? You'd have to get probably more of a uh, probably uh and uh what's the word I'm looking for a a different build. That's not the word I'm looking for. I don't know why I can't think of the word I'm looking for. But uh, anyways, um, so when it comes to Zach Moss, like I just, is there any case you can make to fade him though? Well, I mean, I mean sure, right? Like, in, especially the case is more better suited for large field stuff. Um, again, I think in small field, you just play him and move on because he's going to be so high owned that if you don't have him, he can le- legit bury you. Um, because he's so cheap and he's, he's going to have 20 plus touches, right? Like it, barring injury, but in a large field, you know, what happens if he does get hurt, you know, all, and now all of a sudden there's 65% of teams that, that don't have a running back slot. If he, you know, leaves the game with a first quarter injury or something. So like there is the game theory side of it, but at the same time, like he's only 4,600. So like, even if he gets you eight, it doesn't even kill you. You know, um, so I get I get the side of of, you know, wanting to play game theory of it. I just don't think with the lack of ceiling we've seen at the running back position, I just don't think that it's it's I think it's too cute to fade him. I think 20 plus touches at his price tag and we've seen him. It was his best game of the year against against Tennessee, too. Right. Like <laughs> they absolutely smashed Tennessee on the ground the first time they played without Jonathan Taylor. So it's, um, you know he's got the ability to score 20 plus DK points very easily. Uh, and at his price, he just becomes a must have, you know, especially with the position position that he plays. But I mean, there are other guys, you know, that like that to have interest in. And, um, you know, we mentioned CMC, he's one at nine K don't need to talk about him, but like Kamara, I, and I know, you know, Sean, Sean in chat, you know, is saying that he really likes Johan Johnson at tight end. And, and I agree, like if Alave's out or even if Alave plays, but supposed to be without Shahid, Thomas is on IR They're all of a sudden, you know, they're that pass catching room has gotten pretty thin. Um, and you know, it's not a coincidence that Jawan Johnson had his best game of the year last year, but also that leads to more, uh, Alvin Kamara targets. So like him at 8,200 against Detroit in a game, they should be trailing makes a ton of sense. We've seen, we've seen games this year where Kamara's gotten 14 targets. 
And so with everybody playing Zach Moss and CMC, you know, nobody's going to play Kamara. Um, he's absolutely in play. Uh, one of the highest total games of the week. And so if, if the Saints are keeping pace, they're going to be throwing the ball to Kamara and Olave and, and Jawan Johnson and these guys. And so, you know, it's it's just an interesting spot to pay up for Kamara when nobody's going to do it. Everybody's going to play CMC or in Zach Moss, and he's going to get overlooked. And um, and then in the same breath, you know, Kyron Williams is another guy that's going to play, you know, 80% of the snaps and has heavy pass game usage. And we've seen that, you know, every year, every week that he's been active this year. Um, it's not the best matchup against Cleveland, but it's also not a, a, a bad one either. Um, so, you know, he's interesting at 7,200. I mean, A-Chan, we know, we know what his ceiling is. Um, you know, he only requires a few touches and, and nobody's going to play him. Um, you know, based on the last experience, uh, two weeks ago where he's, he carried the ball once or twice and, and left the game with re-aggravating his knee. But I think after they've, after they've seen him reaggravate his knee injury, I don't think they would put him back out here this this quickly two weeks later if if he wasn't okay. So, um, you know, I would assume he's all systems go, but um, he's interesting at 6,900. Derrick Henry gets a, a really good matchup at home against Indy at 6,800. Um, and, and, you know, he's not, he's not the Derrick Henry of old. You know, he's not out there churning out 100-plus yard games, but he still has the ability to do it. And his thing is, you know, he's he's a good candidate to score multiple times. Um, so he's definitely in play. We mentioned Detroit can get weird with their running backs uh, scoring all the points. So, you know, both Gibbs and Montgomery are in play at 67, 6,500. Um, so there is, a you know, a ton of running back spots to like. And that's not even – we haven't even gotten to, like, you know, Rashad White at 6,300 against Carolina, who's been one of the worst fantasy points allowed in, in to the running back position this year. Um, you know – uh, the, you mentioned the playing picket. I really like the the Steelers running backs, both uh, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris. They're 54 and 5,200 respectively. Um, I think both of those guys are in really good spots. And then I don't even hate like Singletary at 5,900 uh, against Denver, who Denver's been awful against the run this year. So there's just a lot of, there's a lot of spots to like this week at running back. So, I mean, I definitely get the case for fading Moss, but at the same time, I think I'm just going to play him, especially because I play, you know, single entry, uh, you know, smaller field stuff. And so I'm just going to play Moss as a free square and, and move on. But I definitely get the case for fading him if you want to play a couple of these other guys. So I think to me where I'm looking to play, I, I think one, you kind of already brought up, I think the Lions running backs. I actually think, so if you, to me, I think you have to tell yourself the story of how you think the game's going to play. If you think the the Lions are control this game, they're going to be able to build a lead, I think that means it's David Montgomery week. Yep. Uh, if you think for whatever reason that they're going to fall behind, then I think that's where you come in and like Jameer Gibbs. Because that is essentially the way that uh, these two teams, uh, their roles have shaken out. And so it is a terrific matchup, though, no matter what, whichever running back. Like, I'm probably going to be higher on Monty just because I think that this game – like, I, I don't understand how it's only a four-and-a-half point uh, – how the Lions are only four and a half point favorites. I get it. They're on the road, but like, it just doesn't make any sense with all the players that the saints are missing. Even, even defensively. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore is going to be out. That really hurts uh, that defense as well. But the saints have been absolutely carved up on the ground. I mean, since week nine, they've allowed 170 rushing yards per game, by far the most in the league. Uh, They also rank 21st stuff, ranked 15th in yards after contact per attempt. 
So it's an incredible matchup for David Montgomery, yeah. who is, you know, the short yardage, you know, grinder back that is going to get a lot of touches. And I just so and he's sixty five hundred. So if I'm if I'm paying a running back in the six K range, like it has to start with David Montgomery for me. And if you don't want to play him, I think a few other options you could look at. One would still be Derek. I, I know Derek Henry. He's getting a little bit. He's creeping up a little bit more. He was a little bit cheaper last week. But the Colts have been arguably pretty bad on the ground. I mean, since week seven, they are 29th in stuff rank on the year. Uh, and so that's a problem for somebody like Derrick Henry because if you don't get him down quickly, he is going to make you pay. And so uh, I, I definitely think you could look at Derrick Henry, but it's tougher to get there because of his price and if you're wanting to pay up a wide receiver. And then Rashad White, just continually, he is underpriced. He should be 7,500, maybe even 8K. But for the workload that he sees, he this man sees an absolute monster workload every single week. He is playing 80% of the snaps, 65% of the rush tips, 70% of the routes with an almost 15% target share on the season. And he's also been one of the safest in the league. I mean, only, only Christian McCaffrey has seen more, um, has, has been more consistent this year than Rashad White has. And so... He's been a top 24 scoring running back in 10 of the 12 games he's played this year. And, and so Rashad White, while like I, I get it, like he's not the most efficient running back this year, his pass catching usage and his overall usage is just so good. And he's $6,300. It makes no sense that he's this cheap. Uh, and we've seen some games from him, even recently, that he's been able to put up uh, you know, some pretty, uh, pretty really good performance. I mean, week nine against Houston, he put up 27 in that game. But for the most part, he's giving you 16 to almost 20 or 16 to 18, you know, DK points every single week. And so he's $6,300. He's safe, but he has a little bit of a ceiling depending on, how, you know, if they were to fall behind. I don't expect that against Carolina. But, you know, overall, I just think Rashad White, though, is such a, a great play because of his usage. And you're not going to find many running backs that are going to see that kind of workload and, and be that, that cheap. So I definitely think Rashad White at $6,300 is a very good spot. I was going to love Jerome Ford this week if Kareem Hunt missed. He didn't practice on Wednesday or Thursday, but he came back today and he's fully cleared. So Kareem Hunt back, I don't really have much interest there from there. And then you mentioned Najee Harris and Jalen Warren. I think both of them are definitely in play. You can make a case for either one of them. Mm -hmm. They've been pretty much uh, splitting touches down the middle 50-50. And so Najee, you know, this is an incredible matchup against Arizona. Like I said, we just saw Kyron Williams go nuclear on them. And so Najee and Jalen Warren, you know, I think both set up very nicely in this game. And then the other one that I do think is a little bit interesting is Ramondre Stevenson. I know the Chargers have been better against the run this year. They're not the Civ like they were last year. We always wanted to target him. But we're really starting to see Ramondre Stevenson go back to being the guy he was last year in terms of uh, targets, right? He's seen five or more targets in four of his last uh, five games. And that is what we wanted to see because earlier in the year, he wasn't seeing that. His target numbers were down. We couldn't really figure out what was going on, why he wasn't seeing as much workload in the passing game. And it started to kill him. That's going away. Like he's pretty much been the workhorse even the last two games. Uh, he's seen 21 attempts, 20 rush attempts uh, in weeks 10 and 10 or weeks 12 and 10, excuse me. And then he's seeing, you know, 10 targets over that span. So Ramondre Stevenson at 6K I do think is another way you could uh, another place you could look at uh, a guy who I think has twenty point upside. 
Yeah, for sure. And then also, I just wanted to note on on Ford, since you did mention him, um, last year when Flacco was QB for the Jets, he peppered Michael Michael Carter and Brees Hall with targets over and over and over again. So, you know, I don't hate that from a – like, I, I think it, it's Flacco playing as a boost to the pass game usage there for the running backs, especially Ford, who we know can can see a, a, a handful of targets at least. So if, if Hunt were to miss, I, I absolutely would play Ford. And I do think, yeah, so when you look at Ford, uh, and even, I mean, last week, he played 70% of the snaps last week, and he handled 40% of the rush attempts, but he ran 74% of the routes with a yeah. almost 20% target share last week. He didn't quite get there. He only scored 12 PPR points. Not really anything exciting, but if he's going to if he's gonna continue to see that kind of pass-catching involvement, he's also played 95% of the two-minute snaps last week, uh, which is also a positive. He's actually played 95% or more and four of his last five games as well. So I do still think Jerome Ford's in play with if Kareem Hunt does play. It just uh, makes me like him a little bit less because Kareem Hunt is handling about 67% of the uh, of, of the goal line opportunities yeah. uh, for that offense. So right. it kind of it kind of kills him a little bit. It takes it takes away his ceiling because he, he loses out on touchdowns. Yes. And yeah, I mean, D-Rose saying, yeah, Hunt will play. Yeah, he doesn't have an injury, injury designation yeah. at the end of this game. Yeah. yeah. So I was hoping because, like I said, he did not practice Wednesday or Thursday. It was like, okay, you know, we, we could have a Jerome Ford smash week. And then he came back and practiced in full. So three yeah. months. I do, I do think Ford's still interesting, but I, I definitely agree that it takes away from the ceiling with, with Hunt active. But with Flacco in there, I think, you know, I think just the, the nature of Flacco's targets, he, he, he targets the running backs a lot and he has no mobility. So, you know, that's, that's a big reason for it. You know, it's a lot of check downs when he's in trouble. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know how, like, I don't, I can't believe Joe Flacco still in the league, man. <laughs> yeah. The year 2023. Mo, we got, we got to answer the super chat. We got, we got a super chat. Got to answer it. Little redraft question here from Mo. Appreciate the super chat, Mo. PPR start to Hall, Swift, IU, Dell. I would go IU and Dell. Yep. That's exactly what I was going to say. I go two wide receivers here. And this, uh, both of them are in really good games. We actually yep. might be a decent transition over to wide receiver, but uh, here in it a is. second. But do you have any other running backs you really want to hit on? No, I, I think we touched on all the ones that are worth playing. Yeah, because there's there's no real pay down options to me that like stand out. To, like outside, obviously outside of Zach Moss, um, that really that really kind of stand out to me. I think yeah. the like I think the Najee outside of Zach Moss, Najee's the lowest I'm looking to go. Agree. Najee and Warren would, would be the two. Yeah, I mean, Javante's kind of interesting against Houston, but Houston has actually been really good against the run recently. Um, so I'm kind of hesitant to get there because if you look at Javante and actually this, this matchup against Houston, uh, so over the last four games, the Texans have allowed the seventh fewest rushing yards per game with the highest stuff rate in the league. And so it's going to be tough, but we did see Javante see a 25% target share last week and that, and their game last week. And he played 71% of the snaps too, which easily led the team. So at 5,700, like if he could score a touchdown or two, I think he could also get there. And if he continues to see that this type of passing, passing game involvement too. Yeah. I don't hate Javante. I'm not on him this week, but, but I agree. No, because I don't. I just don't think he has a seal, the the ceiling to get there, yeah. especially in a matchup like this. So, but I did want to mention him because I've seen some people talk about him a little bit this week. So, um, other than that, like I said, that's that's pretty much where I'm going. 
I actually think I'm going to fade Christian McCaffrey. I'll probably end up regretting it. Uh, but it's just at 9K, we've continually seen it all year. Like how many times, you know, we wanted to play Austin Eckler, for example, who's in a great yeah. spot. And like all these guys that, that at, at, like at, there hasn't been a time this year that I can remember maybe once that where he, Christian McCaffrey was on the slate and I, and I didn't play him. Uh, and he just absolutely killed me. You know, maybe maybe there was a couple times this year that's uh, that that's happened. Well, he did score fifty one against Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> that that would probably that's, would have been the one. That's but, the one. But other than that, like I mean, he's just been super consistent. Like, yeah. you know, you're gonna get twenty uh, twenty plus fantasy points out. Yep. Like twenty or for the most part, twenty DK points. He had that week five and week six game against Dallas and Cleveland where he scored fourteen point eight. But other than that. He has been – he's like the Jalen Hurts of the slate. He's just – his floor is incredible, but his ceiling is – you know, it can go absolutely nuclear and bury you. But at 9K, he has to hit that. To me, he has to hit 30, 35 uh, DK points to really start to – where you start to regret that you didn't play him. I agree. All right, let's move over to the wide receivers. Tyreek Hill, $9,600. The best matchup, like I said uh, – you know, the Dolphins uh, lead the league in explosive plays this year of uh, passes of 20, plus, or 20 or more yards. The Commanders' defense leads the league in uh, passes of, of allowed of 20-plus yards. So, like, it is a matchup, and, you know, it, it's a perfect matchup for Tyree Kill, $9,600. Uh, then you have Keenan Allen at 9K, A.J. Brown at 8,800. I'm, I'm going to Brown is 85. And then Cooper Cup is 7,800. Mike Evans, Jalen Waddell, Tank Dell. Devonta Smith, Brandon Ayuk, uh, Michael Pittman, and Puka Nakua are in the 7K range. Then the 6K range is a very questionable Chris Olave, Nico Collins, Adam Thielen, Chris Godwin, Debo, and DeAndre Hopkins. And then the 5K range is Amari Cooper, Terry McLaurin, Cortland Sutton, Hollywood, Downs, and Deontay wrap up that range. So, again, similar question. Are you just looking to pay up and then just going down to the bottom and paying and paying down? Is that what you're looking to do? Yeah, I mean, we mentioned it briefly with talking about quarterbacks. There's just not a ton I like in the mid range at wide receiver this week. Like usually, there's a you know a handful of guys in that five to six point five k range that you know like think back to a couple of weeks ago, right? Like DJ Moore, um, you know, he was like fifty six hundred, and Calvin Ridley was fifty four hundred, and you know, we get these high upside guys that are in the, in these five, the five to six K range. And it just doesn't feel like we have that this week. Like there's, there's some guys that are fine. Like Terry McLaurin, 5,500. He's fine. Cortland Sutland, 5,400. He's fine. But like, I'm not, those guys, those guys aren't like one of my first clicks, you know? Um, you know, Amari Cooper with, with 5,700 with Joe Flacco, not really a ton of interest there. DeAndre Hopkins has had like one good game this whole year. He's 6,100. Um, you know, Debo Samuel is, has a good floor, but doesn't really have a great ceiling. He's 6,200. Um, you know, Thielen's kind of fallen off the map. You could argue he has a ceiling, but I mean, he's still priced up a little bit at 6,600 and with, with Bryce Young playing the way that he has been, I mean, I I guess it's the best math matchup on paper for him. Um, you know, since his, his big game, uh, his big games, you know, at the beginning of the year, um, but still you're, you're paying up for him essentially at 6,600. Um, you know, Pittman's all the way up at 7.1 K and he was 6.8 K in smash last week, but I don't even know that he was on the optimal last week, despite his 23 points. Um, so it's, it's just a weird slate for wide receiver pricing. Um, in the fact that there's not 
a ton of value guys that are like the Zach Moss where you, you know you can confidently project them for a ton of value at cheap price. I mean, Curtis Samuel is probably the cheapest guy that I have confidence projecting, um, you know, a decent amount of volume for, and he's 4,100. Um, so I, I like Curtis Samuel a ton. Um, but I mean, outside of that, it's, it's the expensive guys that I like again. Um, you know, Tyreek Hill you know, don't really have to make a case for him, but I mean, when you compare Hill to, to McCaffrey, uh, Hill has way more games over 30 this year. He's got, you know, games of 33, 28, uh, 31, 35, 33, 47. So while they do kind of have a similar ceiling, you know, Hill has been more consistent from a, a over 30 standpoint than McCaffrey has. And if Washington pushes the Miami Dolphins at all, I mean, Hill is going to absolutely smash Washington. So uh, if you're playing Curtis Samuel, I think it just makes a ton of sense to play Tyreek on the other side. So I, I really like that mini stack a ton. You mentioned, you know, playing, wanting to play Hurts. AJ Brown makes a ton of sense if you're not playing Tyreek um, and you want to play like AJ and, you know, maybe CMC. I mean, outside of that, like, I don't want to play 7,700 Mike Evans against Carolina. Jalen Waddle is priced at a ceiling at 7,600. I mean, we know he can get there, but Jalen Waddle can also give you eight to 10 points at 7,600 and, and just absolutely kill your roster. Um, you know, Tank Dell is, is finally priced up where he should be. 7,400 is not, you know, too cheap for him. I mean, like when he was back below 6K, you know, Devontae Smith, again, is priced at his ceiling, which when he does does well, he's in mid-20s. Ayuk, 7,200, same thing. Like, we know Ayuk can get 30, but, I mean, most of the time it's it's kind of spread out on San Francisco, and it's not really one one guy that gets it when all these guys are active. Uh, usually Ayuk or, or Debo or Kittle needs one of the, one of those three to be inactive for them to unlock their actual ceiling. Um, but you know, they do have decent floors. So it's like, you know, you go through this whole slate of wide receivers and it's like just a bunch of guys that, you know, project solid, but nobody that really stands out from like a, a had to have it standpoint. Um, and you know, as you get down the list for, for more value, like I like Josh Downs at 5,100. I mean, he saw 13 targets last week, but you know, his 13 targets from Minshew are kind of some of the targets are just like off off target, um, you know, not quality targets. And it's just a, some empty volume there. But Josh Downs is actually a good receiver and he has flashed, you know, 26 point upside against Cleveland in week seven um, and, and sandwiched those with 13 and 14 and 15 points around around that game. Um, so we, we do know that he does have a little bit of upside. So I think taking shots on guys like that makes a ton of sense this week and just hoping it it's the week that works out for you. Um, Deontay Johnson is another one. You mentioned liking Kenny Pickett, but if you like Pickett, I think you have to have interest in, in one of uh, Deontay Johnson or um, George Pickens uh, in that game. You know, both of those guys are priced at 5K or below. Um, so that's interesting. And then, you know, Jerry Judy, if you were to play Russ, I think Judy and Sutton are definitely in the conversation. Uh, Judy's 4,700, uh, which is, which is kind of crazy considering, you know, he used to be a, 6k plus receiver but um you know he hasn't really done anything this year just a lot of a lot of 10s and 13s scattered throughout his game log so yeah it's 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 just a kind of a gross gross slate from the wide receiver position on the slate it just feels like a three running back week i feel like we haven't seen too many of those this year it's been more of a wide yeah. receivers but uh so I, I, when I when I look at this, I, I think some things stand out. Yes, paying up for Tyreek or AJ Brown 
are certainly 100% off. I think Jalen uh, Waddle is also in a very good spot, especially against this Washington defense. Uh, the Waddle has absolutely carved up man covers this year. Uh, he's been phenomenal against man. They they were running man at the highest rate in the league. So, uh, like I said, you know, I don't know if they'll continue to do that with Ron Rivera now calling plays and Jack Del Rio, sorry ass, uh, gone uh, <laughs> from there. But, um, you know, in the 7K range, you know, also I think, you know, Tank Dell, Devonta Smith, I think is good leverage off of A.J. Brown. He's $7,300. And with Goddard likely not going to play, it really does open things up for, you know, keeps uh, Devontae Smith at least very viable as an option. Uh, you know, last week, even the last really two games, I mean, he didn't quite get there week 11 against Kansas City, but he was, you know, one yard away from the 100-yard bonus. He's actually almost put up 100 yards in three of the last four games. He has two 99s and 106 last week. Uh, and he also has scored a touchdown in three of the last four games as well. So Devonta Smith starting to come alive, and he's $7,300. So he is uh, one you could look at. You already talked about Brandon Ayuk and Michael Pittman, um, but uh, Michael Pittman is, has just been phenomenal this year. He's eighth in weighted opportunity rating this year. He's by far the alpha uh, within that offense. I would wish his uh, average depth of target uh, was higher, but it's not. It's nine. It's better than what it was last year, but they don't really take a lot of deep shots with him, which is uh, can be frustrating as well. But um, I, I just feel like that when, when – with him, like $7,100, he's a guy that you can almost feel like you can lock in for, you know, 10-plus targets. I mean, he's gotten there. He's actually had 12 or more targets in three of his last four games. And the one game he didn't, he saw eight targets against Carolina, and uh, that was uh, kind of a, a little bit of a blowout, 27 to 13 games. So they didn't have to throw the ball as much. So Michael Pittman is pretty much locked in for, you know, a very, very healthy target share. He's also looked for him in the red zone. So – $7,100, Michael Pittman, I think is one that you can easily look at. And now in the 6K range, if you if you want to get a little froggy and play Nico Collins, I know a lot of people are still going to gravitate towards Tank Dell, but I don't, like I've said, I don't love the matchup. But I also don't think Patrick Satan is going to be following Nico Collins around the field. So that should free him up to see some of the other coverages uh, there. I don't think he's just going to get, you know, he's like going to see some sort of shadow coverage, especially with Tank Dell on the other side. So Nico Collins was kind of a good leverage play last week off Tank Dell, and I actually took advantage of that. And I played a decent amount of, of of Nico Collins. But other than that, in the 6K range, you're right. There's nobody else I want to play. I'm not playing Adam Thielen. I know he went on that little run, but he, that's kind of coming to an end. Uh, Chris Godwin, I'm not playing him. Debo Samuel, you can definitely look to play him. But uh, then DeAndre Hopkins, Garrett Wilson, no thanks. Amari Cooper, no thank you. But in the 5K range, Cortland Sutton is 100% in play at $5,400. He has been easily the best uh, Bronco wide receiver for them. And he doesn't have to crush uh, $5,400 for him to be optimal, right? If he gets 15 to 18, he's likely in the optimal lineup. So if you can figure out a way to fit him into the offense I, or into your lineups, I definitely like, like that. Deontay Johnson is another guy who is top 10 in weighted opportunity ratings this year uh, for, for this offense. George Pickens, you know, they, they've kind of said the last couple of weeks they're going to try to get him more involved and, uh, within the offense, but that really hasn't come to fruition very much. But uh, I do think if you wanted to play George Pickens at $4,800, he is an easy player to fit into your lineups. But Jesus, past that, there's not a lot, right? So one I do like, and I, I've said his name now twice in the last two games, and I'm going to say it again, and it's Greg Dorch at $3,700. You want to pay down for a wide receiver? I can, You can play Greg Dorch. I have talked about him each of the last two weeks, and I'm going to say it again. 
He has now seen almost uh, 20 targets over the last two games. He hasn't really had a huge game or anything like that. Uh, he, he had against Houston, he had six catches, 76 yards, didn't score, 13.6. Against the Rams, three catches uh, on nine targets for 27 yards, but he did find the end zone for 11.7 uh, DK points. But he's $3,700 in a matchup here against, against Pittsburgh. So I do like Greg Dortch, especially because Michael Wilson is out. That was the kind of one thing I was looking at. With him out, Greg Dortch, once again, I do think makes sense if you're wanting to pay down. If you're wanting to get a little bit different, Jamison Williams has started to get more involved. Uh, we just talked about Marshawn Lattimore being out. I, you know, the Saints do give up, uh, can be had deep. And so Jamison Williams is kind of a, he's not somebody that, like in large field stuff that I would like to sprinkle in at $3,600. Yeah, I think he could be somebody that, because that's what we're going to be looking for. If you're wanting to pay stars and scrubs, who are the fucking scrubs you're paying for? We haven't really talked about any of them that we want to play, but to be able to build that lineup, if you're wanting to play Tyreek and Christian McCaffrey, you're going to have to pay some, play some guys down here in this 3K range and get a little gross. And so I think both of them are, are in play as options you can look at. Uh, if Chris Olave were to miss, A.T. Perry does become interesting at $3,300. Uh, Jonathan Mingo, actually, uh, I believe he led the team in targets last week, but over the last three games, he has seen seven, six, and six targets over the last three games. He's $3,300 at a matchup here against arguably the worst pass defense in the league. I mean, because the, the Bucks have been absolutely roasted all year through the air. And so Jonathan Mingo, if you're wanting to pay down, he's a guy you can look at. Marvin Mims has been playing a lot more lately, but Jesus, it's hard to project him because. He's just not they're not they're not targeting him. They're not looking for him, uh, which is frustrating, but he's out there. He's playing a lot more. If you look at his game logs, he's he played 52% of the snaps last week. He did see a 15% target share last week, but before that, 68, 76%. He is starting to see the ball more. Yeah, but it just hasn't really come through in terms of production. But if you're wanting to take a shot, $3,300, Marvin Mims. And then can you see yourself playing a Patriots? Pass catcher, I know the Patriots have been no. god-awful, but the Chargers have really struggled against pass catchers, and there's nobody on this offense for the Patriots that is priced up. Like, literally, somebody's got to lead this team in targets, right? Like, and I guess maybe it's Ramondre Stevenson. Demario Douglas is out, and so, like, who's going to be? Like, could you see yourself playing a Juju Smith-Schuster at $3,200? Maybe Devontae Parker could be an option. Hunter Henry? Like... Like, if you're wanting to get some value, this seems to be the, the spot where you could get a, a mine a little bit of value. Ugh. I just puked. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, again, like, I think I feel that way about all these guys uh, really down here. Like, like there's nobody that stands out that I'm going yeah, nobody. That's what I mean is nobody stands out. from Like, there's nobody – there's no Zach Mosses of the week despite all the injuries, right? Like, because New Orleans, you, you mentioned, you know, if Alave were to miss – like it's the receivers would be A.T. Perry, Lynn Bowden Jr., Keith Kirkwood. Like it, it just gets really disgusting. And then New England's the same, right? Without Douglas, it's it's Devontae Parker, Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Tyquan Thornton, and, and Jalen Rager, essentially. So, I mean, it's gross. But, I mean, it's also – it kind of makes me like the running backs in, the, in those games too. You know, like Stevenson could get a bunch of dump-offs. Kamara could get a bunch of dump-offs. Um, the tight ends are good, are good plays there. Like Henry, Henry, Jawan Johnson, like, it, I guess all that to say is despite the, all these wide receiver injuries, 
it doesn't feel like there's a, a spot where there's a wide receiver that can step in and fill the fill the role. It feels like there's gonna just gonna be just a spread of other guys that are gonna step in and and you know take the place. But I agree I agree on the Greg Dortch call. Uh, you know, 17 targets in the last two games. Michael Wilson's out again. Uh, Marquis, uh, Marquise Brown hasn't practiced all week, but he's probably going to play. Um, but I mean, he hasn't really shown a rapport with Kyler. Um, you know, Dorch has essentially led him and McBride have been the, the two main targets for Kyler since Kyler's been back. So I think that that's definitely an interesting call there, but yeah, it's like Curtis Samuel is probably the best that I feel projecting, you know, projection wise he's 4,100. So he's definitely not free, but it's still a decent value. So, so do we then think that that a balanced build? That was the word I was looking for earlier. Uh, the a balanced build is is could be more optimal this week. It's going to be different because I think the meta, the, the thing that everybody's going to do is they're going to go stars and scrubs. But as we've just pointed out, where are these scrubs that everybody's going to play that they're going to talk about? Sure, you can just plug anybody in and just throw them in there, and it doesn't really matter if they do a ton. But like, I don't think that's the way it's going to work. So yeah, like people are going to punt tight end. Like you'll see a lot of Brevin okay. Jordan and and like Jawan Johnson. Let's do that. Let's let's play this game. Let's let's move over to tight ends. I don't have anybody else to talk about at wide receiver. I feel like we've kind of hit on okay. everybody. So let's move over to tight end because the tight end position is fucking disgusting. Okay, it it, it is it's gross. It's like because if you are going to pay for because like again stars if you're going to start like you you're not going to be able to fit George Kittle. You're not going to nope. pay sixty two hundred dollars for George Kittle. Nope. Sam Laporta is fifty six hundred dollars, and then. Taysom Hill is $5,200. I was just befuddled with that. <laughs> uh, and then you have, you have okay, so then you want to talk, okay, Trey McBride, he's $4,900. Maybe you could get there. They finally priced up Patty Fry, who I was heavy on last week that went off, $4,300. David Njoku is going to be really popular at $4,100. But then past that, who the fuck are you playing? Uh, you got you got Logan Thomas, who I definitely think you, we could have a, a conversation about at $3,600. Juwan Johnson, sure, maybe he could get there, right? Like uh, he did see seven targets last week. I mean, he did only do four for forty-four, four for forty-five. It also was a matchup that they lost, that they were trailing, so it wasn't like they had this large lead. And they were, able, and maybe that's why he just didn't really do a whole lot, uh, you know, against the Falcons. And the Falcons—that's how you beat the Falcons—is through the slot, uh, and you know, on the inside. And so he didn't really get there there. So, but everybody's going to play Logan Thomas. But then past that, there's nobody to pay down for. Like the lowest that I could see myself going would probably be like a, a Hunter Henry at $3,100. But even Hunter Henry, he's been non-existent. I mean, at least the last game he saw, he, he didn't see a single target. I guess before that he saw five and seven targets. So Hunter Henry, though, maybe that's where you look at, you know, especially like we talked about with that game. They're probably going to be playing from behind. $3,100 Hunter Henry, you could do that. But there's nobody else below that. Like there's nobody that I saw that stood out to me. Yes, you could talk about Brevin Jordan. Revan Jordan to me is like fourth or fifth in pecking order of targets. Yep, I agree. I don't think he's a free square with Schultz being out. Because like, like let's say you let's say we assign the exact production of Schultz to Brevin Jordan, right? Like Schultz has had games of of eleven, eleven, two, one, seven, two. You know when when both Tank and Nico have been healthy. So it's like. Schultz's role himself has not been a lock for points. Um, you know, when these guys have been fully healthy. So just assuming Brevin Jordan's gonna step in and and you know produce, like Schultz's big games came when when either Nico or Tank were out. 
So I'm, uh, yeah, I agree. I think Brevin's not this lock that, you know, I think the industry is going to, I don't think everybody's calling him a lock, but I think everybody's searching for value, like you said, to play these stars and scrubs. And so I think Brevin Jordan's going to end up a more popular click than he should um, because of that. Um, which to your point makes George Kittle a really interesting payup, right? Cause him and him and I, I guess you could argue, you could throw Laporte in, in the conversation as well, but mainly George Kittle here is really the only tight end. I think that could break the slate, like in terms of had to have it score. Um, because like Njoku is going to be popular, but like, like I, like we talked about with Flacco, right? He, he, I don't even know if he threw any touchdowns last year. Like maybe he threw one or two, but like you're, you're praying for Flacco to throw a touchdown or two in that game. Um, and then if he does, you're then praying that it goes to Njoku, like the one touchdown that he does throw. Like, I mean, it could go to anybody and and you're, you're just praying that it goes to your one guy that you play. And so, yeah, I mean, like Njoku is going to have good volume, but like, it's going to be, you know, I mean, he could see 12 targets and, you know, catch eight balls for, for, for 50 yards and get you 13 points. But I mean, you really want a touchdown um you know at the tight end position so i don't know just playing a, a tight end attached to joe flacco who i don't really trust to throw touchdowns um i don't know for a guy that's going to be popular i mean the, the volume makes sense but i can make arguments against it too but i i guess it, it all goes back to you know kittle i think kittle's the one guy that you know really stands out and especially if you're going to go a balance build right like he he, he he could he could really separate you from the rest of the guys at, at the position um the issue with the balance build, right, is we just we just talked about receiver, and there's not really any mid range receivers that would support that balance build theory. I mean, I guess you could play, you know, Ayuk and Kittle together with with Purdy, and maybe AJ Brown can fit in there somehow. I don't know, but I'd have to play Florida with the build. To. But but yeah, it's it just gets it just gets kind of gross playing those mid range receivers. Um, but I I definitely agree. You know, I I think tight end is disgusting uh, this week, so. Yeah, I already mentioned I like Jawan Johnson with the with all the injuries that, that the Saints have. He saw seven targets last week, and I'm expecting them to be trailing again this week too. Uh, and it's a good matchup against Detroit, so he's probably the pay down pay down option that I would go with. Yeah, so I it's, I would just probably prefer to play Logan Thomas, who's you know a couple hundred dollars more uh, as, as a, a direct pivot off that. But you know, other than that, you know, like I said, I mean, I think if you can fit in somebody like uh, a Patty Fry, uh, I think you could do that. Um, if you look at the the Cardinals are similar to what they saw last week uh, where um, they run a lot of cover three and Patty Fry absolutely dominated uh, that last week where the Bengals uh, ran a ton of cover three and he absolutely was the guy uh, that was peppered with targets and I, the Cardinals do the same. And so, I mean, he saw 11 targets last week, but he was also $2,900, just one of the easier plays of the week last week for me. Uh, just because of his price, I thought he was ma- very much mispriced and where he should have been. Right where he's at now is where he should be. It's kind of his range where he usually hangs around forty the four k to $4,500 range is usually where Patty Fry comes in at $2,900. He was so easy to fit in. But this week, you just don't have that. And so I think either, I, A, I'm just going to play the tight end of whatever stack that I may have, uh, if, if I can fit it in or I'll just pay up for Kittle. Yeah. And, and the Patty Fry thing could be sticky, you know, cause we only have one, a one week sample with the new offensive coordinator. Right. So, um, I mean, if his role is, is what it was last week, I think he was, he's a, a really good play at his price again. Like you could argue he's too cheap. Yeah. 
So, all right. So let's let's we don't really need to spend more time on tight end. I don't. No, know. please no. So let's move <laughs> over to defense. Where you see, so you have the Commanders at twenty three hundred dollars. You have the Patriots at twenty four. Uh, Panthers are twenty five. I, I think for me, when I was kind of looking at this, of the defenses that I really don't mind playing. One, I think the Falcons stand out to me. I know they're thirty four hundred dollars. I don't think I really want to go any higher than that. But I, you know, you get a matchup against the Jets, so that is an incredible spot there that you could look at. Um, but paying down, like I don't really mind, uh, you know, paying for the Patriots or something like that. The way their defense is, I mean, the, the Chargers are missing quite a bit of pieces. Uh, Austin Eckler's hasn't really been the same. Uh, Keenan Allen's banged up. Quentin Johnson's banged up. They don't have Joshua Palmer. They do have Gerald Everett back? But twenty four hundred dollars uh, for the Patriots isn't crazy uh, for, as an option if you wanted to look there. And then I think the Titans at twenty eight hundred dollars at home against uh, against the Colts is another spot too that, you, that I think you could look at as well. Yeah, there's there's no standout punt defenses for me. Um. I think Cleveland's interesting at 3,100, but that's not even really a value Um, against the Rams. They're on the road, though. I mean, there really isn't anything that stands out. I would just kind of build what you, what you want this week from an offensive standpoint and then just plug in, you know, just if you have to play the Commanders at 2,300. I mean, they've got 30, what, 30, 35 sacks this year? Like, that's 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 a lot. So, like, them at 2,300, you know, obviously the Dolphins are, are going to score a billion points, but, um, you know, at least they're at home and they allow you to play, you know, guys you want to play. But, yeah, if I, if I was picking a defense with, without salary, uh, it's, it's hard to not just pick the Falcons uh, against Tim Boyle. Yeah. I mean, I think you could look at the Dolphins, too, if you weren't talking about salary, because Sam Howell has been sacked uh, just an yeah. incredible amount of times this year. So, And he's only 3,900. So, yeah, I mean, I shouldn't say only. This is the second highest on the slate. But and but they're $3,900, and I think that that's the tough part. So, that being said, we talked about this. Let's uh, try to put a lineup together here <laughs> and, see, and, and see how this is going to play out. I let's, think we should do one. Let's force ourselves to do a balance build. Well, I was going to say, let's do a stars and scrub type build, and then let's do a balance. Let's kind of see which one we like better. All right. All right. Let's start with, let's just start. We'll, we'll do a stars and scrubs first. I think that's going to be the most popular. So well, I think where do you Moss, Moss is the automatic on, on both teams. Let's, let's just play Moss on both. All right. So let's plug Moss in. We're going to, let's go ahead and put in Tyreek because I think he's going to be a part of that. And do you want to try to fit Christian McCaffrey? Yeah, I do. Okay. All right. So this is the so this is where the build starts because we got Zach Moss, Christian McCaffrey, and Tyreek Hill. So where do we go from here? Who, who do you want to play? Who's your um, I think you definitely need one of those quote unquote value QBs. So one of Howell, Purdy, or Russ. You you can pick which one. I don't care which. We'll just build off of that. Maybe maybe we go Howell and then play Logan Thomas and and Curtis Samuel because if if Washington pushes Tyreek to smash, like Washington can do it through their cheap pieces, and Tyreek can go absolutely insane if Washington scores points. All right. So we got Sam Howe, Zach Moss, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek, Curtis Samuel, Logan Thomas with a wide receiver flex and defense with 4.3 remaining per position. 
So maybe just fill out the tight end or the defense real quick. Just I don't want to play the commanders for doing this. That doesn't make sense. But um, let's do. Let's Can see. we try try the Falcons and, and we'll come down off of that if we have to? All right. So that leaves forty seven hundred dollars remaining per position at wide receiver and a flex. All right. I mean, I I don't know if this is considered so. We're gonna to try to make it true stars and scrubs here. Me I mean, try. if you want to go one of the New England guys, Devonte Parker would be my pick. Or if you want to play At Perry, we could do like At Perry with um, Montgomery, and then come down off the Falcons. Or does or is Perry min price? If he's min price, then that fits actually. Oh no, he's thirty three. So one you could look at. I don't know how I feel about it, but Jalen Guyton. Could be another one you look at. Uh, he ran, I mean, the last two games, he's run 85 and 86% of the routes. Uh, he's seen actually a 15% target share in both of those games. And he's super cheap. Obviously, he's their, he's their take the top off the defense um, option there, their deep threat. But he would be in play, too. Yeah, you could definitely do worse than that, for sure. I don't hate it. So if you plugged in Jalen Guyton, that would leave you $6,200 of flex. That would be. You could play Debo. Yeah, as a one-off of that game. Well, we already have CMC. I mean, you could play Mondre as a as the opposite side of of Guyton. Have a mini there. You could also do instead of playing Guyton, you could do Dorch. Let's see if there's any upgrading that could be done from that. So then, or you could play. You could play, play Deontay. You could play Dorch instead of uh, Logan Thomas and then play Kittle at tight end. And you probably want to switch Howell to Purdy if doing that. That's probably the way to go. I think I kind of like that better. That would be keeping Guyton in. You'd have to. So that would be Purdy, Moss, McCaffrey, uh, Tyreek. Kurt, uh, I guess you wouldn't have to leave Curtis Allen, but you can leave him in there. It's fine. A little mini stack. Greg Dorch, Kittle, Guyton, and the Falcons D. Yeah. Could drop down off of Falcons if you wanted to and pay up a little bit further, but that is definition of stars and scrubs. You've got, you know, pretty much the projected high scoring guy at each position, McCaffrey, Tyree. So you know what you could do is we could pay down because I actually don't mind the Panthers defense. That's the defense that I would actually meant. They're probably my favorite pay down option. Their defense has been much, much better since they fired uh Frank Reich and um they made some changes there within that there within that team. I mean, their defense has started to look uh, much better uh, as of recently. So, against uh, against uh, Baker Mayfield. I mean, I'm not worried about them going scorched earth on them. So, Panthers D at $2,500. But if you did that, you could then pay, instead of playing <clears throat> uh, Curtis Samuel, you could get up to somebody like uh, Deontay Johnson or George Pickens instead of playing Samuel. Yeah. Or if you kept in the... I still have the how build on on my end. If you kept that in, um, it gets you up to like Michael Pittman instead of the sixty two hundred range. So, um, yeah, I'm good with the I'm good with either you know, uh, Curtis Samuel and Falcons or like Deontay and Panthers. I'm good with either of those. Well, let's leave this one. In. So this is Brock Purdy, Zach Moss, Christian McCaffrey, Tyreek. Deontay Johnson, Greg Dorch, George Kittle, Jalen Guyton, and Panthers D with no monies remaining on that one. 
So, all right. So the other one we're going to do is we're going to do a balance build and see how this one plays. All right. So, so we're doing a balance build on this one. I think but, if we're going to do balance, let's do Russell Wilson. Okay. And you definitely want Moss. Um, if you're playing Russ, I'd probably just, I would probably just go ahead and pair him with Sutton. Yeah. And, and let's throw, yep. Tank Dell. Russ. Tank Sutton. Okay. Let's let's put I mean Kittle's technically balanced because he's six two. Let's let's throw Kittle in. Especially because we probably won't end up with CMC. Interesting. So I what my my thought was since you like Juwan Johnson, I was gonna say we could put Juwan Johnson in and then at running back we could go David Montgomery. A little minute little slip. I'm good with, I'm good. I'm hundred percent good with that. I like I love that many this week. So then that leaves $7,200 remaining if we do that uh, at, for a wide receiver and a flex. Who's uh? What defense did you plug in? Panthers? Yeah, I, I threw the Panthers in. Okay. Um. Well, we don't have any San Fran, and I think you definitely need it, so I would play Ayuk. You can mini-stack Ayuk with uh, Devontae. Yeah, there you go. That's exactly there you go. I, was like, I, was like, I think you. All right. So this lineup would be Russ, Zach, uh, Moss, Monty, Sutton, Tank Dell, Ayuk, uh, Juwan Johnson. Devonta Smith and Panthers D. It's actually not a bad team, honestly. Which one would you rather have? Like, which one? Which one do you like more? Let's say the Sam Howe with with Tyreek and Christian McCaffrey, or this team that's more built with a balance. I kind of like the I kind of like the the CMC Tyreek side, but that's solely because I'm confident in their projections. But at the same time, this other team has you could argue a higher ceiling because there's ceilings across the board, right? Like Montgomery has a 30 point ceiling tank Dell. We know Ayuk, we know can get there. Devonte can get there. Um, whereas the other lineup, it's like you're playing Curtis Samuel and Jalen Guyton, right? Like Guyton, you're praying for 10, uh, you know, Curtis Samuel on a, on a really good game gets you most of the time, gets you like 15 to 18. So, you know, you're banking on those the Tyreeks and CMCs to get you 30. Um, whereas this other lineup, you know, it's a lot of 25s across the board. So it's interesting. I don't know. It's it's a it's a weird week. It's a really weird week. No, it is. Which, like I said, from the very top, from the very beginning, when we talked about this, that it's weird that there's so many, like, like they said, I think this is the first game. It's one of the first plays I can remember in a while that has this many uh totals above 45 but you don't love any of them like i mean are there yeah. you don't love the you know there's not like a game it's like oh you have to play this game where like last week that's kind of what it felt like the, the the eagles and bills just projected to be such a strong game that it, it got there and it did it went, it went nuclear but like this week like even the 49ers and eagles probably once again is probably that that game that has that potential <laughs> But Agreed. again, like last week, it is very, very tough. But I would say actually last week was probably a little bit easier because at least you had like Gabe Davis, who was $5,800, and Cade, who was $5,300. Like it's a game stack. Like this isn't right. that. Like this is harder because everybody's more expensive. Kittle 6'2, Ayuk 7'2, Debo 6'2, AJ Brown's 8'8, Devontae Smith 7'3. You know, last week, yeah, it was just Diggs that was 8'8 and AJ Brown that was 9K. And Devontae, obviously, was 7K. But, like, outside of that, yeah, it's like the Bills were cheap and the Bills smashed. And you had so Shakir, that was a part of that, too, that he was, like, 30 Shakir was free or something like that. 
Kincaid was free, well, not free, but Kincaid was was affordable, and and da- Davis was affordable, and so you know if Josh Allen was going to get you forty, you know it was a pretty clear stack, you know, but it's 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 the it's the flip side, and that's why I like playing Purdy naked, right? Is because those those San Francisco guys just cost so much, but Purdy can still get you there, even even if there's no nobody scoring thirty, you know, because he can spread the ball around. Yeah, so I mean, he it, was on the. I mean, he was on the Millie Maker winning lineup what two weeks ago. So with yeah, without anybody attached yeah. to him, yeah, yes, yeah. So it can happen. So yep, yeah. I mean, it's this is going to be a fun, like a fun slate to kind of really dive into and like re- like further and like trying to find some edges to be had. Like because like I said, like everyone wants to do stars and scrubs, but like not a lot of scrubs. Like, like yeah, you just feel really good about. It's also it's. You know, by this time, most weeks, you know, I feel pretty confident in the the way that I'm going to go with my build. But, at, you know, this week, I feel like I, I'm just still in kind of the unknown phase of which route I'm which route I'm going to go and, you know, where I'm going to end up. There there really is, a you know, a couple different ways you can take it. Yeah, and maybe maybe it is. Maybe you don't pay up for two studs. Maybe you just pay up for one. You know, one, you pay up yeah. Tyreek, or you pay up for Christian McCaffrey. Which, which historically, you know, has been the way to do it. You know, because when you pay up for two, especially two guys over nine k, like you, re- you get really thin really fast. Um, you know, and it, it his typically you pay up for one, and then you get like a couple of the like seven k's or six k's in there, and then you've got a five k guy that goes for thirty plus. Um, but man, it's just those 30 plus guys are just few and far between yeah. this week. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's, it's going to be an interesting week, um, for sure. <laughs> uh, so I'm looking forward to it, but, and these are the ones where I think maybe you get a little bit of edge. Cause I think ownership generally speaking is spread out. I don't know if it's going to be that way this week. I think you're going to see some uh, really spiked uh, uh, guys who are carrying most a lot of the ownership is the way I feel like it's where we're going to see it. I can uh, let's see, yeah, Moss, Rashad, and McCaffrey and Javante. All those guys are over twenty at running back. What is Moss I, looking at right now? Uh, he's going to be over fifty. He's at like fifty-five. Yeah. Um, receiver is Tyreek is the only, only guy currently over 25, only to over, only guy over 20. And then next highest is Pittman. He's number two at 17. So I think receiver is going to be spread out. Sutton is number three at 15. Interesting. Interesting. Where's AJ Brown? <laughs> Hold on. Let me scroll. He's at 7% and nobody's going to play him. Yeah, so I mean, pretty much, if people are paying up, they're playing one of Tyreek or CMC or both, um, with a lot of these five K receivers. Because like, so the top of the the percentages for a receiver, it's like Sutton, McLaurin, Downs, Deontay, Judy, um, Elijah Moore. Like those are the those are the the cheaper guys that people are playing at receiver. So like paying up for not Tyreek is going to be different. So like, think about like, I mean, even tank Dell's only 10%. So like the tank Dell's or Nico or Jalen Waddle or the Eagles guys. That'll be a different path. 
than what the field's doing. So this I like I said, I think this week is gonna be a lot of fun um to uh to play. Uh last week I had a came really close to a really really good sweat. Oh, I mean, it was a good yeah, sweat, did. but but it's it was uh that fucking Jake Elliott kicking making that sixty yard field goal to set it to overtime. Unbelievable. I was in the top five or six of the twelve dollar um single entry I was and once he nailed that field goal, I was like, well, it was fun because uh, I didn't yeah. have no Josh Allen. Yeah. Which I actually, so I played, so I, I usually every week I always play like the, there's uh $200,000. It's like 20,000 people in it, single entry, $12. And then there's another one that's a hundred thousand dollar or a prize pool. And Half that's the size. Yeah. It's like 9,000 people. Yeah. So on one of them, I played the, the one that, that finished the, uh, the highest. So I was, had that sweat was Patrick Mahomes. And then the other one, I actually played Josh Allen. Um, I just, on that one, I didn't play Kyron Williams, which that's what cost me there because you had to have Kyron. Um, yeah. Finish up there. But yeah, on that one, that, that was so, that was fun last week uh, to have a, because I was like, okay, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. When then, Rice scored, I'm sure that was what shot yes. you. Yes. Because I was, I think I was in like the top 200 or something like that before he scored. And then once they scored that touchdown, mm-hmm. when he scored, I shot up and I'm like, uh oh. Because did he go? Was that the catch where he went over a hundred yards as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he got the long touchdown catch, the obviously the touchdown points, but also the three point bonus attached to you had Mahomes as well. And to and to be fair, like I didn't necessarily need to have Mahomes there because, or not Mahomes, but Josh Allen because really, if I just would have, and I think I had enough to do it, uh, is if I would have played the Broncos D instead of the Chiefs D on that, which I played the Chiefs D on that because I was kind of playing an onslaught. Because I had Pacheco, and if yeah. I would have played the Broncos D, I think I would have finished first or second, even without Josh Allen. So, which is hindsight, you know, whatever. Yeah, but, for sure. Yeah, it's easy to say, right? I because I, I definitely played Broncos defense. I just didn't. Uh, I just didn't have him on that one. But um, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. So uh, I feel like this time of the year is whenever I like start really heating up. Like we we kind of <laughs> got all the answers, or not the answers, but we kind of have things figured out a little bit more. The trends are there kind of have a little bit easier of a way of like figuring it out. Like, cause this is usually around the time every year that I've taken down a slate uh, each of the last two years. And this is right when it's happened right around this time. Yeah. So anyways, all right, let's get out of here. Let's uh, it's almost an hour and a half. This is long for us. I mean, this isn't uh, D bro on here. Um, <laughs> so we'll be back at our normal time next week. Uh, uh, on yeah, there's no Cowboys and no chiefs playing next Thursday. Yeah, there is none of that. So, uh, so we should be back at our normal time next week, uh, Thursday night, to uh, break down the week fourteen slates. So this season is just flying by, per usual. And then we'll be getting on to one of my favorite times of the year, and that's the NFL DFS fantasy playoffs. Love that time of the year too. At least wild card weekend is, is always good. Usually divisional rounds pretty good. Once you get past that, it gets pretty pretty rough. So, yeah. All right. I hope everybody has a good weekend. Uh, stay safe, and we will see you all again very soon next week. Bye. Think you can tell me what to do? You know who you're talking to? Well, you better get used to the way the war bounces. I see what you got, inventions and ounces. But that's a break, boy. Yeah.
big man <laughs> I'll treat you like your little man